Hi there, this is Tony Campolo. The name of the show is From Across the Pond. We call it that because we put the show together here in the, the United States, specifically on the east coast of the United States. Um, we put it together in St. David's, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. I teach at Eastern University, and um, we put the show together in the studios of Cabrini University, a Catholic university that sits across the street from Eastern. Eastern is a liberal arts Christian university on the evangelical wavelength, and uh, usually uh, Shane Claiborne shows, shares the show with me, but we have him out on a speaking tour right now. He's visiting 29 cities across the United States, uh, promoting opposition uh, to gun violence. Uh, in each town, he's gathering people together, and they're uh, they ask people to bring their guns, and they melt the guns down and turn them into farm instruments, uh, kind of replicating what the Bible asks us to do, to, uh, to turn our swords into plowshares and to uh, end violence. So uh, that's the way it goes. We promote red-letter Christianity. We're a group of people who say, hey, have you looked at those old Bibles that have the words of Jesus highlighted in red letters? We're going to take Jesus seriously, and we ask the very important question, how would the world change if we took the words of Jesus seriously and applied them to our personal lives and to our political lives? We have a guest today, Robert Whitfield. Robert Whitfield is a friend of mine, and he heads up an organization that is promoting kindness. Robert, welcome to the show, and tell us about the organization well, Tony, it's so great to be with you today, and uh, I'm thrilled to share the story of kindness, uh, how it started, and, and uh, where I'm taking it from here. Uh, many years ago, uh, I had wonderful Christian parents, and I grew up in a black and uh, Mexican or Latino neighborhood, and my mom and dad modeled for me how to be with people that were different from myself since I'm I'm a white guy and a Caucasian person, and uh, they were wonderful examples for me how to interact with people that were of different cultural backgrounds and uh, had great friends. When all the white people started to uh, leave the neighborhood, my mom and dad refused to move, and someone asked them one time, why are you staying here? And my mom's response was, why would we leave our friends? And, you know, that made such a great impression upon me as they modeled Christian kindness to people uh, that were different. So as as I went through my life, uh, that instilled in me the, the power of kindness. And so I decided many years ago that what would it be if a white guy went and interacted with people of other cultures and, and showed people uh, pictures of me uh, with my white skin, being with people that were different, black, brown, different uh, cultures. And so that's what the kindness uh, journey is all about. It was founded on the Bible verse, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. And that's found in Romans 12, verse 18. And that's the kind of the foundational verse of the kindness journeys. Uh, back in 2011, I quit my job and uh, devoted, and I've devoted the rest of my life 
to promoting kindness around the world. And I go around, I backpacked around the world uh, for about a year, just immersing myself into other cultures. I had no itinerary. I had no plan. I would just get off the uh, airplane and just start walking with my backpack and interacting with people along the way. I have my little friend Dusty the Duck that I would use to uh, <laughs> talk talk about kindness, and it's just been amazing. I get invitations all over the world now to come and speak to classrooms about the power of kindness with Dusty, <laughs> with Dusty the Duck. So it's just been an amazing adventure. And You know, in the scripture, it talks about expand my territory. I had no idea, Tony how large my territory was going to become, but I had to take a step of faith to do it, and wow, has it made all the difference. Well, you, uh, you're promoting kindness. Is there an official name to an organization that you head up or uh, that you would like to uh, point out, and, and uh, how, how do people get in touch with you? Yes, uh, my group's called Kindness Ventures, but it's easiest to find me online with the title Around the World, The Kindness Journeys, uh, mostly on Facebook. But my email address is robertwhitfieldkindness at gmail.com. And I get invites all over, all over the place. Uh, a lot of uh, interest in uh, Asia, like uh, particularly India and Singapore and places like that where Singapore actually has an office that promotes kindness in their schools, K-12. through My goodness. Kindness in all the classes. And so I go and uh, help them from time to time. So uh, that'd be the best way to get in touch with me around the world, the kindness journeys. Well, it's interesting because both in the United Kingdom, where this uh, program is aired primarily, although um, via the Internet it gets to uh, South Africa to uh, Australia to New Zealand, and um, via our own podcast, uh, it reaches, well, I would have to say at least 150,000 listeners around the world on any given program. So you've got a wow. pretty good listening audience out there. You have worked at um, uh, Dallas uh, Baptist University, um, yes. and you've been a fundraiser for them. Tell me about that university. That's right. I'm actually on their campus today in one of their offices uh, uh, doing this program with you. Uh, DBU's been around since 1898, and uh, they are a Christ-centered university. Uh, their website is uh, www.dbu.edu, and uh, they promote servant leadership and teaching students how to be servants for the Lord uh, wherever they go. And uh, so I was a fundraiser for them for many, many years and worked mostly primarily with their donors and also uh, recruited international students all over the world. So I've been literally all around the world uh, numerous times. And so I had great exposure to many, many cultures. You know, isn't it amazing how God just takes one brick and puts it on top of another, and it just kind of one thing leads to another, and that's certainly what's happened in my life is I've seen God work and move and open doors through kindness. Uh, Tony, you know, I must say this. Um, As Christians, so many times we come with what I call a loaded Bible. We come go out into the world to interact with uh, people that 
uh, are different from us that maybe don't, don't even have a church background. And they've already, they already are defensive because we've got our Bible verses and we've got our, our God talk. But there's something about kindness that every human being knows about kindness. And uh, it's just been amazing the doors that have been opened to me just by talking about kindness. People are not defensive about that. And, and you know, the gospel itself is a story of kindness when you think about that. Uh, the gospel, for God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is a kind story. Wouldn't you agree? I have to say it's cutting edge. And let me uh, point out that you have a good verse uh, to promote this, uh, heading up your organization. But uh, I was surprised that you didn't choose that verse from uh, 1 Thessalonians where it says, be kind one to another, tender-hearted." Yeah forgiving one another, even as God in Christ's sake has forgiven you. Uh, Your message is very important, especially uh, in the United Kingdom and the United States, where uh, bullying has become uh, a hallmark of our school children. Uh, They often bully the uh, child that's a little offbeat, the child that seems to be more individualistic. uh, bullying is a major problem in our schools, and uh, I'm glad that you're out there doing the kindness thing in schools and, and with uh, children and particularly teenagers who need to hear your message. Could you give us a, a, a kind of a, a, an antidote of, of, of all of this as you've encountered it in your school? Could you give us a little story that might give a, a, a fuller idea of what you're all about and what your movement is all about? Yes. Well, uh, funny you should mention the Be Ye Kind One to Another scripture. That was the very first Bible verse I memorized as a, as a little boy in, in my uh, church growing up. And I was going to use that as my foundational verse uh, because it was the very first Bible verse I had memorized as a child. But the Romans 12, uh, 18 passage just kind of summarizes kind of it per, you know, perfectly. Uh, and so that that uh, but both of those scriptures are very very powerful. I was in Jakarta, Indonesia recently speaking to uh, a group of students. The principal of the school uh, called me into her office and says, "Is there any way you can talk about bullying in your presentation?" Says we've got a problem with that here. And I did. I, I spoke to several hundred students that morning about kindness, but also talked about uh, bullying. Uh, Wherever I go, whether it's in India or uh, in all the places you mentioned earlier I've been to, uh, yes, bullying is a real big problem, and uh, there needs to be more people talking about that. And uh, the power of kindness kind of neutralizes bullying, you know, learning how to be kind and uh, learning how to uh, set boundaries and yet still being kind about it. It's really important, and it's really uh, important for educators in particular to be focusing on uh, this bullying issue, but using kindness as kind of the great neutralizer for that. Well, you know, uh, in the United Kingdom, we have these, uh, they call them public schools. Uh, uh-huh. They're really private schools. They're the uh, more uh, higher-level schools uh, where 
people who can afford it send their children. And uh, these are often boarding schools where bullying uh, is an overwhelming problem that has to be dealt with. Uh, have you had any contact in the United Kingdom uh, with these kinds of schools? Um, uh, some, not not a lot. I'll, I just need some inv- invitations, basically, to come. But um, the uh, I'm aware of some of the problems there, for sure. And uh, there's so many factors when it comes to bullying, uh, esteem, of course, and and uh, also socioeconomic issues. All of those play into that. Uh, the churches have a big role uh, to play in that too, teaching. Uh, students and also talking about kindness. Uh, but yes, I agree. Uh, that is a big problem. And I'm sorry to hear the UK is having such issues with that. And I'm so glad it's coming to the forefront. People are talking about it. That's very, very important. I've been talking to uh, uh, Robert Whitfield. Uh, he heads up an organization. Give me the name of the organization and how people can connect with it once again. Yes. Uh, around the world, the kindness journeys on Facebook is a uh, one easy way to get in touch with me. And and again, that title is around the world, the kindness journeys. Around the world, the kindness world. journey. Go to your uh, website and check it out. Right, and, uh, and then my my email is just Robert Whitfield Kindness at gmail dot com. And Whitfield is spelled W H I T F I E L D. Robert Whitfield. Right, Whitfield, yes. A great English name, by the way, George Whitfield, the great preacher. I always tell people, call him Uncle George. Of course, he was from <laughs> England, and the Wesley brothers, and that great tradition and history from England. But, uh, yeah, Whitfield, uh, W-H-I-T-F-I-E-L-D. Uh, George Whitfield had an E in there, so, <laughs> but my last name is spelled Whitfield. Just to pick up on George Whitfield, uh, he's one of the uh, people who uh, was uh, a leader in the what is called the Great Awakening Movement here in the United States, a, a movement that spread across the uh, United States just prior to the American Revolution. And uh, it is said that the spiritual unity uh, across the uh, 13 colonies uh, in the early days of the this country here in the United States— uh, was one of the forces that gave birth to uh, the nation. Um, It is said that his voice was so powerful that he could speak to a group of 20,000 people and be heard clearly, even though there was no such thing as a public address system in those days, preaching outdoors. Benjamin Franklin, one of the great founders of America, said, if you go to hear George Whitfield preach, it's best to leave your wallet at home because by the time he's finished, you'll want to give away all your money uh, to the cause of Christ and the kingdom and to the uh, birth of of the nation. Let me just say, um, he's looked upon, uh, George Whitfield is looked upon as one of the founders of the University of Pennsylvania, where I taught for 10 years. A powerful guy, you come from a rich tradition. Uh, You come out of the Southern Baptist tradition. Uh, The Southern Baptists have not always been looked upon uh, in favorable ways when it comes to kindness. Um, 
The, it took them a long time to apologize for slavery. Uh, they have not been particularly kind towards uh, women uh, in the eyes of outsiders. Now, they would disagree with those statements, but tell me about the Southern Baptist uh, Convention and that spiritual community where you have hung your hat for so many years. What good things do you see happening among them? I do see among the young pastors and uh, uh, some of the the younger Southern Baptists being more, much more uh, compassionate, understanding. Uh, you know, it, it appears to me uh, that so many people are rules-driven. You know, if you follow the rules and check them off, then you're just fine. But, you know, following rules can lead you down the path of missing the whole point, you know? <laughs> And I believe uh, uh, there there are good days ahead for the SBC. Um, I'm in churches all across America uh, by my fundraising work. Every Sunday I'm in a different Baptist church. And uh, it's refreshing to see some of the, the new things that are happening there. But Could, could you cite right, some of them? The SBC has been very uh, negative in some ways that have actually chased people away. I'm very aware of that. Uh, You know, can you cite some of the good things that you see happening in the Southern Baptist Convention uh, that gives us hope, uh, hope for uh, more kindness across racial lines, across uh, gender lines? Uh, Could you cite some of them? Well, the thing I've noticed, there seems to be a, a freedom in worship that I never experienced as a young person growing up uh, with uh, SBC. Um, the, there seems to be, among the younger groups, uh, a freedom and a more acceptance, acceptance of, uh, of people. Um, now, that's not widespread, I might add. I mean, I have you know noted that there are churches that are still very rules-driven and, and uh, very uh, isolationist, if you can say that word. Uh, but uh, I think the younger generation, it's going to be something different uh, for them as uh, God works and moves. And, you know, God works and moves in other groups as well. So uh, as I interact with different uh, uh, religious groups around the world, I, I've noted that uh, the, the Spirit is uh, working and moving in, in uh, many other groups as well, which I, I find very, very encouraging. Well, uh, Robert Whitfield is our guest today on uh, Across the Pond, a program that's on every week at this time, promoting Red Letter Christianity. The Red Letter Christianity gets its name from uh, the fact that some of the Bibles of old— um, especially here in the United States, had the words of Jesus highlighted with red letters. And that's where we get our name. We take the red letters of the Bible very seriously. And we asked a very important question. Uh, What would happen if we took the words of Jesus and applied them in a literal fashion in our everyday lives? Uh, What would happen uh, if we uh, took the Beatitudes and uh, applied them as principles in our everyday lives. As Jesus says, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness' sake. Blessed are those who weep with those who weep. Uh, Blessed are those who are willing to uh, be poor for the sake of the oppressed of the world. Uh, Here we have Robert Whitfield, a, a 
person who has worked very closely with Dallas Baptist University in Dallas, Texas, incidentally a very, very prominent a liberal arts university having all kinds of majors. Its graduates have moved around the world spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and um, more specifically for our guest today, spreading the word of kindness. Uh, you know, kindness is so crucial as a force. I don't know whether you've ever heard this uh, particular story on kindness, but uh, uh, when kindness is not expressed, it has horrendous ramifications. And one of the stories that impresses me so well is that when uh, Mahatma Gandhi, who grew up, uh, interestingly enough, not in uh, India, but grew up in South Africa, decided to give Christianity a a chance. So he went to the great cathedral in Johannesburg uh, to see uh, what Christianity was like uh, in its uh, institutional form. So he goes into this cathedral in South Africa and sits in the back so as not to be conspicuous to listen to what was being said and sung in this church, in this great cathedral. And while he was there thinking and praying about all of this, an usher came and tapped him on the shoulder and said, I hate to tell you this, sir, but um, people of color are not welcomed in this cathedral. And he was ushered out. Reflecting on this experience, Mahatma Gandhi said that poor Usher, in his lack of kindness, uh, in his absence of kindness, thought he was ushering a man of color out of an Anglican cathedral. In reality, he was ushering India out of the British Empire. Mm. The ramifications when kindness are not expressed. I don't. Oh, that, oh. Have you ever heard that story? I have heard uh, I have heard a, a very condensed version of that. Nothing like you just shared. That that is so powerful, and that is such an amazing example of how our lives are, you know, examples to others. Uh, Tony, you know, I just recently discovered something, and you could probably elaborate on this much more than I could. But starting in Genesis chapter twelve, and if you go through the scripture, you know, we're called to be blessings to people. You know, all through the Scripture talks about blessing people, people that are different from us. That that has just been, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot recently, about how we as believers are supposed to be blessing people, all kinds of people, not just select people, not just, you know, certain kinds of people, but all people. We're supposed to be uh, blessings to them, and we're that should be kind of the signature of our lives as blessings. You know, that old hymn, that we used to sing in Baptist church, make me a channel of blessing today. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, uh, that's just so powerful. And, uh, I, yeah, I think about that uh, uh, just so many times now. Uh, do I have time for a quick story? Sure, quick. <laughs> I was uh, driving through Georgia in the past, and I stopped at this. Uh, it was late at night, and I stopped to get me a, a something to drink, a Coke, and a pause for the cause. As they say, as I got out of the car, there was this couple arguing on a broken-down old picnic table about the parking lot with the old junkyard dog barking in the back as a very <laughs> rural area. And uh, I, I went in the building, and then I came back out. And as I went to get in my car, the man calls me, sir, 
I know you're a man of God. I need you to come pray for us. Well, I was stunned. You know, I mean, they didn't even know me. I just saw them. And I walked over to him. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, I can tell you're a preacher. I said, no, sir, I'm not a preacher. He says, no, 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 there's there's something about you. I know you, you can pray for us as me and my wife are having big problems. And so right there in the middle of the junkyard dog barking and the, the, the bugs swarming around the lamp at night, the lights, we just prayed, you know. And, and I've thought about that whole thing about God using our lives to bless others. And that was one example that, that happened to me recently, how God wants to use our lives in powerful ways to bless other people, those that we don't even know. God wants to, our lives to bless them. And it usually involves kindness. That's that's just so important. Thank you for that story, Robert. Uh, this is Tony Campolo. I'm wrapping up the show today because we're running out of time. We could have gone on talking of getting antidotes of kindness around the world. Robert Whitfield has been our guest. Uh, he heads up a kindness program. You can check him out on the website. You can uh, stay in touch with me. Uh, I'm Tony Campolo. Uh, the name of the show is From Across the Pond. We're here every week at this time on the Premier Network. So tune in and pray for us. We pray for you. Stand strong for the kingdom of God and for kindness.